Ayo, welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am your host, Blackamora, and today we have a very special edition because I have a very special guest for you. So with the Streamcast, you know that we normally cover gaming news or we cover we cover niche topics in the gaming sphere, but we are Black people first and foremost, and we are here to promote and cover other Black people's story who are making a change, and there is no one better that fits that description than Sports Shifts Tossin. Hello, Tossin. How you doing? <laughs> Hello. That was a beautiful, beautiful intro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, you deserve it. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad, you know, getting there. Summer is here. I'm excited. The skin is you know it's starting to 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 glow again to glisten i just you know can't, there's not much to complain about at the moment oh, good yeah i mean it can be like 9 p.m and it's still bright outside so i'm very happy about that little things like that i'm, I'm looking forward to this summer i think it's going to be a nice one <laughs> i mean i'm doing every picnic every party everything <laughs> you know i'm going to bring back summer lockdown to when i'm outside we're gonna bring it together <laughs> and I'm excited. Awesome. So for people who may not know who you are at the moment, I'm sure that they will in the coming <laughs> years, but let us know a little bit about what you do. Um, wow, coming years. Oh, let's hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my name is Tosin. I am the founder of a sport network and consultancy company called Sport Shifts. Um, and the aim is to change the conversations we're having in sports through events while black platforming black people um, in sports and other capacities as well. So I do that, but then I'm also one of the 10 participants of the Spotify SoundUp program, specifically in sports this year. Um, so yeah, working with Spotify to, to help develop a podcast in sports and get it out there and kind of change the faces of of podcasting especially in sports and just improve the diversity and representation we you know within the industry amazing that that is a lot <laughs> <laughs> i feel like especially you know with the spotify stuff i think that's really cool um i do think there are quite a few um podcasts in sports already but i do think we need some more um good ones to women. be blunt <laughs> We need more yeah, women. No, absolutely. We, yeah, we do know, more female Yeah, absolutely. like I'm yeah, I'm very lucky that I am on the program with 10 amazing, amazing women um who are just developing the most amazing things. And I've been telling all of them that I'm so excited to just be their cheerleader for every single one of them. And I'm gonna tell everyone about theirs because it's been so I feel like it's an experience where it's like watching an idea that everyone had at the beginning and seeing how it's changing and how people are growing in confidence is just yeah no it's it's been an amazing experience and I'm super excited to showcase the work that I've done on my podcast but also myself and hopefully people kind of get to see that. I'm sure that they will and we are definitely going to have to cover that during this podcast <laughs> yeah. session. I'm intrigued I want to learn so much. <laughs> um but you are a sports fan and specifically you're a football fan. So tell me about how you got into football and um, confirm for everyone out there who your favourite team is because I know who it is. And oh, I see. see. The boys are blue, isn't it? The Ooh. team that was that the team that was voted the most. What is it? There was we got a, an award today. I think it was the most the best represent best um, reputation of 2021. Huh. <laughs> Would you pay off to win that? I mean, we have no money. So we couldn't pay, <laughs> we couldn't pay anyone. We couldn't that's, pay anyone. Players were paying for their own petrol, and you think we could have paid for a representation? Listen, when I tell you, and now. And now it came out that I think they were saying that Chelsea got sold as the most expensive club in history. Mm, yes. I can't remember how much, but yeah, you got new owners now. 
Yes, we've, we're, we're Americanized now. We've gone from one blood money to another. <laughs> hey, that's, but a, that's, this, that's massive facts. <laughs> but this one is, is, is allowed, you know. Mm-hmm. One of them mm-hmm. isn't, but this one is. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what can we say? Blood money to blood money, and it makes the it makes the world of football go round. At, at this point, you just have to you know grin and bear it. You just hope, yeah. You hope you have the least worst one. Like you hope that <laughs> the one that you have hasn't you know maybe killed ten people. He's killed two. Like you have to do it. Like, you have to do it like that. <laughs> like, that's the only way. There's some sort of scandal. You just got to hope it's been buried under hundreds of years of paperwork. So. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, as I mentioned, I'm a Chelsea supporter. Um, I've been, I've been with them before the takeover. You know, I was play- watching players like Damien Duff and Zola um, playing. Yes. You see, see, hey. listen. People like to say that Chelsea had no history, but that team, when we had <laughs> art, <laughs> it was vibes, absolutely vibes. But yeah, so grew up watching football, you know, grew up watching watching Zola and that team and then Abramovich and then Mourinho and just kind of seeing the progression has been it's been <laughs> it's been very emotional. Oh, come um, on. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't say anything because I know what team you support. You actually oh, have a, okay. you're, you're right. no position. All right. Thanks, Tosin. Uh, I'm going to end this one early, seven minutes. <laughs> 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 it, it's, it's, been, it's been a good decade since you could be, you know, be happy at any you know, sort of major level. And I think the Europa League was, what, five years ago? But I don't count that as major. So I, I get it, you, you know, let's focus you on You don't count Tosca. that as major. Nah. You're, you're just saying that because you're one of the teams that hasn't won every European trophy and every trophy possible you can win as a club. I feel that we have, other than yeah. that supermarket one, but that doesn't count either. No, you haven't. That absolutely counts. Every trophy is a trophy. What do you mean? Um, okay, all right. What yeah, you, when some of them look mean? more like vases, I don't think so. But... <laughs> Yeah, vases where we can put we can put the alcohol in so we can drink it from. I'm seeing the vision. You're not okay. the... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, so you hear a lot of stories about how people, you know, come to find their favorite team. You know, maybe it's a family member's favorite team, maybe you know, they see a a, a player that looks just like them or a banging goal sets them for life. What was it about Chelsea that got you going? That's me. <laughs> so I came here as an immigrant. I'm st- I don't know why I say I came here as an immigrant. I'm still an immigrant. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I came here from Germany and I was trying to find like ways to connect with like the British, you know. And like I grew up watching football in Germany anyway because my dad's a massive Arsenal supporter. So there was a time and period where I didn't realise that other teams played on TV. It was just Arsenal. So, like, (laughs) seeing actually one of my neighbours watch a Chelsea match, I was so confused because I was like, my dad said only Arsenal play on TV. (laughs) You know what? I'm 100% using that on my children. (laughs) 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 Only United games. (laughs) So I grew up just watching Arsenal players. It never connected with me. And then I saw my neighbour watching a Chelsea game. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I remember seeing Zola. And I tell two versions of this story, depending on who it is, but I like you enough to tell both. So <laughs> one of the versions of why I supported Chelsea is because I found Zola retract. I was like, second. yeah, it was there my wife. I saw it. Yeah, I found Zola retractive and I was like, this is the t- <laughs> point blank period. Yeah, when he was true. running and his hair was, you know, when he had like the long hair. You know, with the long hair and when he was running and he wouldn't put it back and it will start, the wind from nowhere will come and it will start be doing arrow. That's, I was like, this is an attractive <laughs> man. This is an attractive man. So that is one of the reasons why I started supporting Chelsea. I just found him attractive. And then, you know, I think that kind of solidifies or, you know, my love for the team in terms of like, I'm very much like a Chelsea supporter, but I'm also very much an individual player supporter as well. Right. Um, And then the other side is that like, I remember watching, I can't even remember what match it is anymore. And I just, 
I just felt the passion of like the players and the team. And I was like, I, I basically now want to ruin my life for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> no, listen, we talk about how football is such a beautiful game, the ecstasies, the highs and lows. No one talks about the anxiety that comes with watching your team for 90 minutes. No one talks about how it takes over your life. Why are there times where I'm lying in bed at two o'clock in the morning, staring at my roof because I can't get over the fact that we missed a goal? No one talks about that part. You understand? <laughs> like, that, like the marketing of football doesn't mention that. It doesn't mention how the team will affect your mood. Like if Chelsea have a bad game, please don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me because I I cannot be responsible for what comes out of my mouth. That's that's fair because I've only gotten better at this in the last couple of years because I've accepted how bad the team is. But, you know, if we lost a game... I would leave group chats. I wouldn't speak for like a day to people. I there's several people out there who, who, who you know, cheer themselves up by playing FIFA, battering the opponent that you know beat them in real life. You know, so people look at spreadsheets all day on Football Manager. Like this thing is deep, and I've realized now that I should have actually been a fan of no team because then I can actually enjoy football and just enjoy you know the drama that comes with penalties and when golden goals were a thing. Like, Golden I don't goals. have fun uh-huh. watching my team anymore. <laughs> I've I've learned how to emotionally detach myself from Chelsea sometimes. In terms of like, I I say this publicly. I did not watch a single game of Frank Lampard reign of Chelsea. Good, not that, that was. I smart. was protesting. I was protesting. <laughs> I was protesting Frank Lampard's appointment because of the the answer he gave to the Sterling question of why has Frank Lampard or people like Frank Lampard who haven't finished their qualifications been chosen as a manager over black over black managers who have got years of qualifications? And he basically was talking about how it's not really a race thing. After that, I said, me and Frank, so sorry. So, so sorry. So when he left and Tuchel came in, the way I was so confused about this team, I was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Sitting there on like football manager and on like you know those those um like Chelsea polls and CCSC daily learning about the players <laughs> like, so, like, like who are you? I don't know. I don't know who you are. Um, and that's when I found my love for Christian Pulitzer. Um, oh, that's okay. The that's the love yeah. of my life. That's the baby daddy. That's everything. He means so much to me. Not, not Loftus Cheek. Listen, Loftus Cheek, anyone who doesn't find him attractive is a liar. So, like, it's not it's not one of those ones where it's like, I, <laughs> I basically, if you don't fancy him, you're lying. It's one of those ones, right? Th- that man is a beautiful man to the point where all of us ignored the fact that there's one photo of him wearing belts and suspenders. Because he's I, I, so beautiful. You know that photo? I have not you know seen it. I'd like to see it. I need to... You, you've I seen need... it? It's... It was on Twitter. It was trending on Twitter for like a good three days where it's like a black and white photo and he's wearing a shirt with, holding the suspenders and he's wearing a belt. And no one clocked that he was wearing a belt and suspenders until someone brought it up because everyone was like, this is a beautiful man. You understand? So like, I need to see this picture. You understand? So me liking him doesn't do, like, right, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's almost too obvious. For me to like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw Christian Pulitic lift the, the Champions League, oh, it did something to me. <laughs> it really Fair did enough. something to Fair me. <laughs> Maybe that shows my what I like in men, which is success. I don't know. But I had like, I fancied him a little bit. And then when I saw him lift the Champions League, I was like, that's my man for life now. Like, bearing in mind, if he leaves Chelsea and he goes somewhere else, I am following that team. We're stuck together, but I'll have to find a new person in Chelsea for me to for me to love. But, yeah. Politic is an interesting one, for, for, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I just, I have to defend myself every day. All I do is fight. All I do is struggle. Like, I have people sending me, like... DMs and tweets like this is your man, yeah. And I'm standing by him. I mean, I'm you have standing to, by him. Yeah, you have, you have to be like this. You yes, and what? 
because I've, I've always <laughs> I've always said with football there has to be a level of delusion for you to enjoy it properly. And yeah. I, I feel like you once you lose that delusion, you've realized this is a weird thing that you're doing. Like, why are you spending so much time watching a football match for 90 minutes, knowing it could potentially kill you? I have fully gone into the delusion to a point where Pulisic can have the worst game ever, and I'll be like, okay, and? I, oh. <laughs> I, I, can't, I don't know if I can have that level of delusion with any United player, because I, quite frankly, I don't like any of them bar two. But I, Who's I the two you like? Uh, De Gea and uh, Cristiano. So you like? I, I was gonna say something, but I don't know if I can say it. Okay. <laughs> I feel I know where you're going. Um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, it's 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 not easy. You know, it's not easy to to be a fan of Batman. Um, once you see like people call him Voldemort. On. People call him Voldemort on Twitter. Like I see all the time. People call him CR Seven, Voldemort. That guy. Someone called him Disneyland. I said, you people are so bad. So bad. The Disneyland one killed me. Like it killed me off because it's talking about the fact that he can't travel to America. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because if he goes there, he needs to. He basically there's a warrant out for him for his like DNA, so he basically just doesn't travel to America. Which is why Man United changed their preseason a couple of like when he came because they were meant to do America and they went to Italy instead because he couldn't come. So people call him Disneyland. Someone called him Florida once. Someone called him the Florida man. I was like, this is uh... this is outrageous. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> it's been funny seeing how people talk about him in terms of like not mentioning his name mm. and finding ways that they have gotten around talking about him. That's yeah. been funny. Because his fans are psychos as well. I'm so sorry. They're they, sick. They are. They... <laughs> I think They're once sick. anyone obtains that level of stardom, you are going to have stands or, you know, even worse. I, I, it is, it is a, it is a battle because obviously the off pitch antics, shall we say, mm. if this was anyone else, I know how they're getting treated. Um, so I am a bit uncomfortable at, about supporting someone who's been given a free pass just because they're talented. And I'm glad that there's another player at the club, who I'm not going to mention, who I don't think will get the same treatment. And maybe that's another conversation to have. Another um, conversation to have. <laughs> at least they can say his name, though, for the player. Like, you know, you can tweet his name, right? Mm. The fact that, Ronaldo, you can't even tweet his name. The fact that people are doing code words is one of the funniest things <laughs> I have ever seen. Well, like, every time I see Disneyland... <laughs> I remember diving, diving into that 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 um, place once by accident, and I was very scared. I was very scared. I said, "I have never seen anything like this." Messi fans at least have some form of composure. <laughs> well, they've yeah, had to yeah. now because he's not doing so great at PSG. Mm. So they've had to learn. Oh, yeah. they've had to learn it. Yeah. <laughs> but the other one, his fans are. But- I, I think he's Not 37 and he's what still it was what number three and number four in the in the golden boot race so like he's still relevant on the pitch so their fans are only gonna have vim to to be tweeting and making their dps his picture and stuff like that so oh my god let's not even talk about football <laughs> twitter doing dp because my i so i put my dp is christian politic once right and I get misgendered on Twitter all the time with my face. I'm like, I don't understand. I like, I don't understand. And the one time for like about a month and a half, I changed my DP to Christian Politic and every single person who interacted with me knew I was a girl. <laughs> but then when I changed it back to my face, I'm getting, hey, hey, mister, what's up, dude? There is, football Twitter is very interesting. I will say that. Um, that. That football Twitter shows me there's hell. <laughs> shows yeah. me there is hell. <laughs> like people are like, oh, God's not real. I can show you what God said in the in in every holy book about hell. 
right there. I can. <laughs> there's there is a place on earth <laughs> that the only books were describing, and it's football Twitter. But it's <laughs> AV football Twitter specifically, because football Twitter, there's parts of mm. it. Like I'm part of part of it. It's not too bad. But AV football Twitter, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> And I can't even figure out if it's an old man or a child because they all mm. act the same age. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, let's shift the conversation to what you're doing at Sports Shift because yeah. that is something that is positive and that's something I'm very proud of. And I'm going to be rooting from the rafters as you're you know, getting bigger and gaining traction so what caused the idea of sports shifts? Because with every idea, with every brand, you know, there is a twinkle. There's a twinkle in the eye. There's an idea. What birthed sports shifts for you? Um, my university. <laughs> in the <laughs> nicest possible way. In the nicest possible way. I mean, not really. University of Winchester can go into hell. But... Um... <laughs> so that's hell. Annie Twitter. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. That's Winchester... <laughs> That that's my personal. There's a burn book. <laughs> <laughs> there is, but yeah. So I was studying there, and I was doing business and sport management. And I remember there was one time in our sports lecture where we were looking into kind of like the three main like groups of people who don't participate in sports, which is women, ethnic minorities, and disabled people. I can't tell you if that is still the same stats right. as now, but this was like. 2015-2016 and it was just a lack of intersectionality of understanding that there's people who fit in all three but there was also like I was the only basically I was the only ethnic minority woman on my course so there were a couple of like men of colour dotted around but I was like the only black girl um, and when you kind of have that experience where you basically statistically fit in all three of those brackets um, and people don't understand that, it was it was difficult to try and defend myself. And But also I felt like I had to defend every black person, every woman and every disabled person at the same time. And it was just like listening to some of the conversations that were happening in the class. And I was just like, that's not anything that I've ever experienced. And Sure. I've never I've never had that viewpoint for the conversations that you're having. And it kind of got me thinking of who is actually leading the conversations mm. in sports? Who are who are leading it? Who are taking part? Why are they taking part? And then doing my dissertation, I wanted to do my dissertation specifically on black girls and participating sports, but I wasn't allowed because apparently there's too much bias. Um yeah. which I which I now know. <laughs> It's bad, but you know, back mm. then my 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 dissertation tutor was like I couldn't do that. So I looked mm-hmm. specifically at South Asian girls, specifically like at Muslim girls, and I realized that a lot of the articles and journals that I was using for my dissertation were written by white men. Um, and I was like, even me as a person who I can't even speak about that experience. But there's yeah. people who are not even, but as a woman and as an ethnic minority, there are some similarities and there are some overlaps. And there were things that I was reading where I was like, we can just change that from South Asian to black and it's the same thing. Right. And yeah. I was like, so if me can understand my position and my level and my privilege, why there's so many white men and women who are writing about things that they have no idea about? Like, where did that confidence come from? Where did that, you know, like audacity come from and that's where it kind of built and you know came about and I always credit Laddie J for being the person who pushed me into doing sports shifts because I remember meeting him at a an award ceremony and I was volunteering and I told him about the idea and he gave me his email and his email didn't work so it's a panicking and I, I ended up finding and I ended up finding that I'm still talking and I told him about the idea and stuff. And I remember one day I just get an email from him. So when are you starting? Love that. And I was like, huh? And he was like, so when are you starting sports shifts? And I was like, that wasn't like an idea. Like I wasn't planning on starting it at all. Um, and he was like, no, it's a really good thing you have here. What do you need? I'm happy to help. And he helped me, you know, get my venue. 
um, he helped me kind of like sit down and figure out where I wanted to do and what I wanted to to go when yeah we've been going ever since so you know like obviously the aim is to is to keep growing but it's also very difficult because a lot of funding is very BAME funding and if we take that we have to open ourselves up to BAME and I want it specifically to just be black um that was something that I'm not going to compromise on even if it means that (laughs) we never kind of grow to the level I would like us to I'd rather stick with black than growth basically um but yeah we've been we've been doing that and putting on events and finding black people who who work in sports or adjacent to sport or have expertise because I you know social media is is hell but it's also been amazing in terms of like the people that I have found who know what they're talking about but will never be given the opportunity to talk about it as an expert and I wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted to change that I wanted to be like here are so amazing people the doesn't matter what their age is please listen to them because they know what they're talking about in this particular topic um so that's that's everything in terms of like what we do and why we do it and kind of like what keeps us going there's just still so many people that we haven't found so many topics to talk about so many things to to do so you know the aim of sports just does not exist basically like um <laughs> it's a point blank period is not to exist and that's kind of why we've kind of shifted into consultancy as well like to work with organizations to make sure that the events that they put on are more diverse using the people in our networks to push for diversity in those events that need it really and truly so yeah that saying that though i don't work in edi please don't contact me to do edi work <laughs> That is not, no, because I just, I keep getting emails from organizations being like, oh, we would love to do EDI. I don't do EDI. I know someone who does. Hayley Bennett, contact her. She's very good at her job. So sorry, it's not me. uh, You've at least, you know, provided a contact there, which is very good. But that was very beautifully answered. Uh, Shout out, Laddie J, for helping you out with um, the idea. And I, I just love that when are you starting question, because everyone has at least one great idea, you know, over the course of their lifetime. But how many people actually pursue that life, that, that idea, mm. and, and make that idea a reality? Um, th- there are a few people that have, you know, approached me um, since the start of Streamcast, and they're like, oh, I have an idea for a podcast. I would like to do a podcast, you know. And that's great. Do your podcast. And I'm encouraging them to go out and do it, and I'm giving them, you know, links. Here's the mic I use. Here's the camera I use. and like two years later i'm asking them where's your podcast and there's nothing so an idea is only as good as the person behind it and putting you know that effort to making it a reality and if it's just an idea that you speak about you know what's going you know you're not I mean, changing I just, the world you're, you know i just wanted it to be an idea listen when i told you <laughs> laddie was on my neck on my neck i was like yeah <laughs> sign up for this that's what that's what we need no but like, your your idea is very much needed and i'm glad that you were pushed because like as you said we we, we shouldn't have white men writing on behalf of south asian, asian women girls. that doesn't make any sense at all at least let it be a woman writing on behalf of women like there are enough people in london alone to find someone who ethnically matches the target or the subject. So that, that shouldn't be a thing. And there's a ton of podcasts out there with, in my opinion, unqualified people who only played the game on the pitch. And I don't think actually have the coherence or the intelligence to be talking about the sport, but I'm not gonna talk about talk sport. Um, so. <laughs> I thought- <laughs> I want to know who you thought I was talking about. I'll tell you later. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> but Sports Shifts is um, a fantastic idea, and I'm glad you were pushed to making that a reality. And that's just something that we need more of. Um, so, 
you have had a couple of events already in the past and i was lucky to be invited into one of them what's your playlist um and there's also been sports for good recently so talk to me about how um those events came to be you know how easy or difficult it is to get the guests to get the you know the time date venue all of that stuff how was it for you to arrange those events i mean every sportship event is hard because we don't have funding and we don't have money and if i'm not working <laughs> so funny because everything every everything is done by me once in a while we do do like a donation um like push and the money that we get we always either pay off kind of like some of my debts and then pay the guest speakers because yes a lot of them are happy to do it for free and i'm incredibly grateful but i'm also very conscious and aware that we are also continuing the cycle of black people being not being paid for their work so obviously i can't pay everyone what they should be worth but the aim is to try and you know pay pay everyone when we can like a significant amount that that kind of like as a contribution and saying thank you but so you know the money aspect always makes it a lot more difficult I think I've gotten very good at the planning stage because it's kind of very repetitive the but the coming up with the events I think is the, the hardest like I'm a creative but not that creative so I can come up with the concept of what we want to do but stuff like the title the 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 social media stuff I hate it like <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst part and like I really enjoy like the planning the logistics and all of that stuff and I always leave the title to last and every time I do it I'm just like this is probably why I'm becoming an alcoholic because <laughs> I need at least a half a bottle of wine. And the funniest thing is, most of my titles are not even imaginative. So <laughs> there's a problem there. But, you know, <laughs> there's a problem there. But there's always a difference between online and face-to-face. -face. There's always going to be easy aspects and difficult aspects. Like, the easy aspects for online is that I don't have to worry about, like, a venue at mm. all i just pay for zoom premium once that's 11 pounds or used to be 11 pounds now it's 14 pounds um what you get? that was 14 pounds um i swear to god if it goes any higher i'm a writer but yeah so i don't know where you, these lot but, people get but, the money from but exactly yeah if 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 this is something that's off your own back then literally every pound counts so yeah, it's it's completely yeah. justified. Yeah. So so it's that finding the people is also easy and hard because we have such a database of people. I've like there's times where I have nothing to do, so I'll just stalk someone's social media, and what I do is I find someone that I've worked with before, and I'll go on their following, like who are they following, and I'll oh. just go through, and just like make a note of people. And then sometimes if I didn't have enough names, like I always try and get like to up to five names. If I don't have enough, I go who I go to their who people are following and look at the people who are following them and try and get some names. So it's always easy and hard because there's always some people who I already kind of know. So I know this I'm doing this event. Oh da, 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 can fit. The spreadsheet is is a massive is a massive spreadsheet. But, you know, it's always difficult because it's like no one knows everyone. Right. And the whole point of the community is, you know, to have someone who can recommend other people. So if I can't find someone, there's always someone I can go to to help me recommend someone. Or there's always people I can speak to about the event. How do I rejig it to fit? Why am I struggling to find people? Okay, the, the, the event structure is like the event topic is too rigid how do we make it a lot more fluid that we can get a variety of different voices in so it's a, it's a process it definitely definitely is a process but you know with everything there's pros and cons to it hmm. it definitely seems like you are quite knowledgeable about setting up the event as far as what the topic's going to be and how it's going to flow and i really like your process of like finding guests i really like that um, I I would argue that the fact that you know the social media and come up with the title or the things that you hate the most is probably the good thing, because I I I think that's like the 
I feel that's not as difficult as actually sorting out the logistics. Like in a face-to-face event, you know, talking to people, getting venues, getting the best price, etc., finding the best day of the week. Is Saturday necessarily the best day for everyone? Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I feel there's a lot of issues that come up with that. And it for me, I feel like you're quite good at doing this. And I'm assuming you're doing all of this alone. All of it alone. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's definitely people in my life who have massively supported me and I go to as like a jump board and stuff but yeah mm. it's me it's just me that's really commendable um I would I would like to say oh, when you when you um get to a more comfortable size just get a social media person because that you know takes a, a whole lot of stress off of I your am, hands I am gonna get a social media person <laughs> who can also come up with titles that's the job description mm. yeah because I remember someone said it to me, they were like, your titles for your events make me laugh because you can tell that you struggled the most. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I know, it's true. Like, the title and the tagline, because if you don't have a good title, you don't have a good tagline. That's true. That's true. So, like, I struggle with the title and tagline because it's like, I need the title to not be so obvious, but... I need the tagline to be obvious, but then mm. if I only know how to do obvious titles, then what do I write in the tagline? And then you also have like, is it clear from the title or the tagline what this event's going to be about? So yeah. it, you want it to be kind of vague, so it's kind of cool, but like not too vague that no one gets it. So it is a tightrope to walk. And um, I think just different people have different strengths like that. So, you know, I'm sure you're going to come across someone who is going to be willing to help you out and come up with those titles for you and do the social media. (laughs) (laughs) But for me personally, I didn't see it that way. Like uh, with what's your playlist and sports for good. I just kind of, it, to me, it kind of came across as it was a conversation starter, like an icebreaker. So I took it as someone saying something, as in like trying to get a response, trying to get a conversation going. So I thought it was pretty good. Um, oh, both thank you. Titles, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because those were the hardest ones to come up. With. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really yeah. antagonised about the what's your playlist one for oh, a couple of weeks. I had so many different. That that document can never be seen, but I had so many different <laughs> variations. And I just got to watch your playlist and I was just so done. I was like, we'll just do it this way. But I'm happy that it didn't come across like that. Yeah, no. Um, also, as you said, it, uh, Sports Shifts is primarily you know, a sports-focused brand, but then there's also a lot of crossover just because obviously you want to be a platform for other um, Black yeah. content creators. So trying to get that fluidity. So... It's not so much, why is this person here? This is a sports thing. You know, this is like a, a music guy. What, what's going on here? So um, that's also another issue that um, I feel that you shouldn't be so hard on yourself about. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, <laughs> for me, it was super important. It's always super important to hear a diversity in Black voices. And it's mm. always super important to have voices that are outside of sports about a sports topic. Because we can't talk about, for example, sports and how sports uses music without having someone who understands sure. the music side. Because then the conversation is null. It doesn't make mm. sense. It, it it doesn't have that depth that it needs. We can't have someone who, you know, like we, we just, we, there always needs to be a diverse of voices. And, if, and one of the things that I'm really trying to push a lot more in sports shifts. It's just a lot more difficult because a lot of the content creators and a lot of people who work in sports mainly predominantly work in football. So there's always going to be someone or some people who do football. But I'm really trying to also have other sports involved. And I think that's where our that's where our web series comes in, that a conversation comes in where no one <laughs> does football. And that was incredibly deliberate. Like all of the different sports that we have are just amazing and like I'm shocked that I found some of these people but (laughs) I'm so happy I did because they do such amazing work and we've got our season two coming out slowly editing that it's it's happening but like in our season one we had you know rhythmic gymnastics we had basketball we had swimming we had cricket and all of these sports don't get the kind of you know we had so many more but I feel like those ones don't get the, the the limelight 
that football does. So a lot of people then forget that there's black people who are doing amazing work in it. Like Chevy and the work that he's doing with ACE program and trying to get more black and you know African Caribbean kids into into cricket, or me and the work that she's doing to try and get more people into swimming. Melissa owning her own gymnastics company and just wow. creating a safe space for children um to to to, to do gymnastics and you know, listening to her talk about why she thinks a lot of black guys don't do gymnastics and the issues and stuff are conversations that should be having and we should be having. But it seems like because so many people work in football that it overshadows it. And I'm not even trying to shit on football because like that's where I do a lot of my sports stuff as well. But there are so many other content creators out there and people who are doing the work in other sports and we should be able to celebrate them like for uh, this season we've got wrestling we've got cheerleading we've got boxing wow. we've got american football we've got golf we've got rock climbing like these are all amazing people who are doing amazing work in trying to showcase black black talent and blackness in those sports and we live in a in a in a society that the conversation First of all, in sports generally, is so far behind to compare the conversations that I have with my friends, but also incredibly one-dimensional. Like oh, even in so black, <laughs> but even in black spaces, even in black mm. spaces, they're still very one-dimensional because it's like you have four football coaches. That's great, but where are the psychologists? Where are the the mental health people? Where are the the dietitians? All of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we can talk about sports coaching, but it's not just the coaches that make sports coaching. There yeah. there are so many different moving elements to it. So that's kind of like the hole we're trying to, you know, to fill. It's a very big hole. I don't know why I decided to try and fill it, <laughs> but I'm here shoveling, just shoveling. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best. We're trying, Sha. We're trying. I, I would say you're doing very well. And it, it is a big hole just because... Um, as you said, there's so many sports out there. And now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, wow. Yeah, like even in sports like tennis where you, you do have the Williams sisters and now you have, you know, Stevens, you have Osaka, but there's still a real lack of diversity there. Um, so as we wind down on this pod, um, really quickly, I would like to talk about um, basically what is the future for Sports Shift and... Let's get into this Spotify sounder program, did you say? Because yeah. that's banging. First of all, congrats on getting on that. Um, tell us as much as you can, how you got in there <laughs> and um, how cool the program is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll go with the sports shift stuff first. I mean, the aim of sports shifts has always been to not exist. So I would like to get to a point where we don't exist. I don't have to keep doing files and the HMRC doesn't keep coming for me. Um, so that's the future, really and truly. Like, obviously, we would like to get bigger and better. I just think we just need to work on how do we keep people engaged throughout the year because we only do four events a year, and that was a personal boundary of mine. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's just like how do we keep people engaged in a year, and like how do we up our social media content? And it's really just because I hate social media so much that like that's on me. I know that's on me. <laughs> Um, so it does I, hire, you do the social... Sorry, go on. Just, yeah, hiring someone who does social media. I think that's yeah. the... <laughs> um, and yes, Spotify. So I I remember seeing it. I saw it once and then I was like, nah. And the next thing you know, I'm having all of my friends send it to me. One of them was just like, you send me 15-minute voice notes. The least you can do is um do a podcast yes i'm that person who will send you 15 minutes send notes. 15 minute voice notes listen i am dyslexic i ain't typing shit <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm not okay, typing fair anything fair enough, fair enough. That, so, so you know so i've got loads of people who sent it to me so i just like do the application right and not think anything of it and then I get an email. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was spam. So I did put it in my spam box. <laughs> I can so relate to that. <laughs> I put it in my spam box. And then I remember telling my friend. And they were like, 
but what if it's real so I'm like oh god let me let me fish it out I'm like yeah I could do it like two interviews processed through and then here we are like I've met 10 well nine of the most amazing women of color that I I think I wouldn't have ever met if it wasn't for this program which is so funny because we're all intertwined like we all are in sports in some capacity we're all intertwined so but it we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for the program and unedited who are helping with the program are just the most amazing people and I've learned so much in terms of like my writing and how I present myself and everything else um that's all I can say (laughs) that's what I can say that's fair that's fair (laughs) but um once again congrats on getting on the program it sounds amazing was this specifically targeted at uh how do I phrase this non-white women so so the program is specifically targeted for underrepresented groups okay um so if you were like a game white man for example that's an underrepresented group but this one was specifically i think they were saying like women women of color non-binary people right um but it's still underrepresented so even if you don't fit in that box if you're an underrepresented group then you okay, can cool. you can still apply, but this one specifically was sports because the other ones that they've done before were all kind of like a general, so cool. loads of different topics. So this one is sports, so everyone is doing sports. So there are football analogies and flying all over the place. Every every session <laughs> we have, you know, there's a couple of girls who are Chelsea fans and a couple of girls who are Arsenal fans. So it's just always butting heads. Like, and it's just so funny just seeing that because people forget I'm a Chelsea fan as well. So, like, you know, there's one girl team, she gets it a lot, and I'm just sitting there, like, good job. <laughs> <Not backing laughs> sometimes I back her, and sometimes I won't. Like, go pick your um, Right. <laughs> I have to conserve my energy. But yeah, so I would definitely recommend people to kind of keep out, look out for kind of when applications for the next round open because it's been such an amazing experience for me um and yeah i would just tell everyone to keep looking i guess the next one will be next year but i found it on spotify podcast on their on their specific twitter account okay um so so do kind of like have a look for it because it's it's life-changing honestly it is awesome and now I'm going to ask you to shout out all your social media platforms. And I know you hate social media, but this is how the people are going to follow you and keep engaged with you. So where can the people find you? Okay, you can find me on Sports Shifts. It's just Sports Shifts on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I do have a social media and and Instagram account, but I really don't like people following me. But you can follow my Instagram account because I do want the, I want the, like, if you follow me on Instagram, you better like my photos. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So my Instagram is Yaretstosin underscore. Um, follow me on there. Like my photos. I'm trying to become an Instagram babe. You know, understand? Because this money thing is is hard, <laughs> hard. So follow me on there, but also follow me on my my Twitter. It's Tosin Tosin T underscore. I chat so much shit on there. So prepare to see it. Just, just, just take over take over like I say some outrageous stuff and people like pardon <laughs> like you've seen it <laughs> you've seen it as well I, no no one can surprise me when it comes to chatting shit on social media because I've seen the worst <laughs> you've seen I, I was, because you I, follow me because <laughs> <laughs> you follow me like mine are like not even like anything controversial they're just but why they're I mean, just a bit wild <laughs> you're not gonna get cancelled over though but it's like why? You could have seen the drafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "Why don't you have a private?" And I was like, "I do." What I post on my public is the filtered <laughs> this is the version. <laughs> <laughs> this is filtered. Like everything I post is filtered. If you want to see the unfiltered, no one will see it because there's only one person who follows me on there. And it's like <laughs> that. That place is. Whew. Um, but yeah, so follow me on there. Prepare to just see Christian politics stuff. Like, like I said, I'm a ride or die for that man. Um, you know, I'm still waiting on seeing if he's leaving or not. Like, if he leaves, I definitely will have to do like 40 days and 40 nights of mourning. <laughs> like, 
I'm going to be on Twitter like every day retweeting a photo of him and be like, this is when he played for Chelsea and he scored the goal. I'm absolutely going to do it. I think people <laughs> just need to be prepared for it. Like, I'm telling people in advance, you know what, as soon as I, I hope he doesn't leave, but if he does leave, I'm going to put out a warning post. So if you want to follow me, good luck because it's wild <laughs> out there. It is wild, wild west. I didn't realize he was in con- uh, contention for leaving. Who? Yeah, he's in talks to um to see what the future of um him being at Chelsea is because obviously I think he's got two years left on his contract, right. but he's not happy with the lack of playing time. His dad has also made that very obvious, and it's like, oh god, why did we? Is his dad his agent? Him? No, I know who his agent is. All right, cool. Don't ask me more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave it there because the way you phrase it, I was like, all right, that sounds like NDA territory. So, all right. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's just, I guess he just, he just wants to play more games, which is fair enough. So That's I guess fair. he's thinking like, let's have this chat. Let's see how many games I'd be able to play. If it's not what I want, Juventus want him. So it'd be him linking up with Weston yeah. McKenney, um at Juventus as well. Um so, I mean, Juventus is not a bad team to watch. So, uh, no. the switch wouldn't be too bad. Um, and they've got Dybala escaping from there. So, yeah, it'll be a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that you said escaping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all the best for Pulisic, is it? Whether he stays in, in Chelsea or... I mean, he better stay because I just bought, I bought a shirt with his name on. So, he better stay another season at least. I have learned not to do that the hard way. Cavani shirt, he's gone. <laughs> Wan Bissaka shirt, he's terrible. <laughs> um, uh, Andreas Pereira shirt, he got loaned twice and now he's dog shit. Like, I don't get any, I get blank kits. I don't get anyone's names on the back of my I normally get blank kits. I normally get blank kits, but I was like, I need to show mm. my love and support. But I've also watched YouTube videos of how to remove... The the lettering. Really? The yeah, I send it to uh, people. My my friends, all my Chelsea friends who got the khaki shirts, got a YouTube link from me. I feel yeah, that's a wise decision. You're a good friend. They got a you. They got you. I. They were like coming for me. I was like, in a couple of months, you're gonna thank me. I hope Newcastle come for him because I think that'll be a good platform for him. Um, but um. <laughs> Hey, hey, on that note, <laughs> please follow the Streamcast wherever you can. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Streamcast underscore. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and leave a comment. Tell us what, what you want to know from Tossin about sports shifts. It's been a very great and in-depth conversation. Um, just leave a comment. Um, tap the bell, set it to all so you get all of our videos as soon as they go live. Follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. And our podcast is on a bunch of platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Sounder, and other platforms. So make sure that you find your favorite platform for podcasts and listen to us there. But until next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the next Streamcast.